0: For the things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon one another and all will be thrown down. Yeesh. This is is scary. But when I think about the temple falling down, I guess I have mixed feelings. On the one hand, there are some temples I think should fall down. Certainly, there are ugly buildings in the world. Uh, I know this will be an unpopular opinion, but if the Eiffel Tower fell down, I wouldn't be mad. It's kind of ugly. But when I say some can and should fall down, I'm speaking of temples as more than just buildings. The second temple, as Jesus looked at it, had become sort of an idol for the people. People admired and worshipped the beauty and sturdiness of the temple and thought it would last forever. So temples can be idols, and I think they can be systemic or societal structures as well. There are systems embedded in our United States culture that affect our work, our home, and even our church. Racism, sexism, queerphobia, amongst other similar things, are all human-made temples that can crumble. Those stones can get thrown the heck down. But humans have made good things, too. The first thing I think of off the top of my head is honestly the Orion roller coaster at King's Island. I don't want that to fall down for multiple reasons. I think it's really fun. Uh, Most roller coasters actually should stay sturdy and not fall down. And when I... Leave thinking of physical objects. I think of all the friendships and relationships I've built, uh, the joy of sharing meals, playing board games, taking the time to build trust and hold each other's stories. For me, I find goodness in cooking, making art, in organic farming, going on hikes. These are all temples that I don't want to fall down. But even in the best relationships I have, I can think of the times that I've hurt the people I love, even against my best intentions. Whether I meant it or not, I have hurt people. I'm ashamed to admit there have been some times where I've lashed out intentionally, but I find it even more hurtful when someone is harmed accidentally. I would imagine there are instances where each of you can think of when you have hurt others or been hurt yourself, even if the other person didn't mean it. We humans are sinful and we have an incredible ability to damage our relationships, no matter how hard we try. The temple that Jesus is speaking about was destroyed by the Romans in 70 CE. Many scholars believe that this is at least 10 years before the Gospel of Luke was written down, if not more. That means that this passage, or as this passage was being written, the temple's destruction had already come to pass. The writer, or writers, had seen the stones get thrown down. They had seen this permanent thing in their lives get destroyed. Arrests and persecutions were happening to the followers of Christ. There were betrayals, killings, other crucifixions. The early Jewish Christians had a really tough time. The followers of Christ were put to trial, imprisoned, betrayed, and killed. Like our gospel says... And this is all on top of having to learn how their new following made them different from Judaism. This ragtag and sometimes odd group of followers, made of women, young men, tax collectors and outsiders, families offering their homes for worship, quite frankly, it didn't seem like they would survive past the first century. It was Constantine the Great in 313 who stopped the persecution of Christians and allowed all the religions to live together. This means that the followers of Jesus Christ had almost 300 years of persecution and trial. And I have a hard time remembering what I did last week. So 300 years is a wild amount of time for me to imagine. That's a really long time. There is no logical reasoning that a small movement that was being persecuted and killed and was meeting in secret for much of its early stages should have survived into the modern era. But while nothing humans make will last, God is eternal, and God's love defies human logic. Even in this persecution, Jesus names that the arrests and trials are opportunities to testify. As the first Christians were brought before rulers and crowds, kings and governors, they had access to people they wouldn't normally be able to reach in their communities. Jesus says not to prepare in advance, which terrifies me because I like preparation, but that he will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand. I can't help but think of the Gospel of John when Jesus speaks of how he will leave and the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, will come to help the disciples and live among the people. And that's the same Holy Spirit that moves among us today. And so, this passage can be read with two lenses. One, the writer had already seen all of this happen. It all came to pass and had to put their faith in Jesus. And because of this faith, when they had nothing else left, they helped carry the love of God to us this day. And two, a reading in our present where each person knows they have and will hurt people. And we all rely on the salvation gifted through Christ's death and resurrection. This everlasting love from God allows us to live into the hope of the resurrection and not wallow too long in our temple's falling down. Where there is human life, there will always be grief. But through the promise of eternal life through Jesus Christ, sin is not the end of our story. The hurt is not the end of our story. And God gifts a life of forgiveness and worth better than any good thing humans could ever create on their own, even better than roller coasters, somehow better than meals with friends and board games, organic farming. The eternal life, love, grace, and joy freely given from God creates a place to rest from the wars and insurrections and the nations fighting against nation. The earthquakes and famines and plagues are scary, but when firmly planted in Christ, we know that fear won't last. The hope that comes through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is stronger than any event or catastrophe humans are a part of. Christ has triumphed over death and you are free from your sin. You are able to act out of the gratitude of your salvation, knowing that while there will be failure, when you center yourself in God's everlasting love and message of redemption, you are able to work with God and create something that can last. God's love is eternal and is with us, and it outlasts any of our human structures, physical or otherwise. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.